You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And good morning once again. Nick Medelsky live in Rochester, Minnesota at St. James Coffee. A beautiful place to be this morning. They're carrying in the fresh baked goods. Um, beautiful place to stop by and grab a, a little snack, something to eat, and something to drink uh, this morning. And St. James, of course, is an underwriter and uh, supporter of Real Presence Radio. So it's uh, great to be able to host from here a nonprofit coffee house dedicated with a Catholic mission. Um, just a wonderful place to be to host Real Presence Live. Our next guest is Krista Thomas, and Krista Thomas is with TAN uh, Academy. She's an academic coach for homeschoolers. And you may have heard me mention before that my wife and I also uh, teach for homeschoolers and homeschool our little ones. So this is going to be a fun interview about homeschooling, uh, which uh, some people may not understand uh, having fun with homeschooling, but it is quite fun. Uh, so we'll have a fun interview, too. Good morning, Krista. Good morning. How are you today? Wouldn't you agree that homeschooling is fun? Uh, it's a blast, actually, if you have the right perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, for uh, our listeners who aren't familiar, I, I mentioned you're uh, with TAN Academy. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, I am a, actually an academic coach, and I helped them put together their um, their plans going forward for K-12, through um, their, their academics. Um, they're actually a division of TAN Books, which most people are familiar with if they're looking for really, you know, authentic Catholic teaching. Um, but uh, let's see, I, I just finished up my 20th year of homeschooling, graduated my youngest daughter, and uh, so I'm kind of a free bird now. I'm not sure what to do with myself, but I do have a lot of experience um, with a variety of curriculums and even developed my own for certain courses and taught, just like you've taught others. Um, in co-ops and things like that, but um, been married 27 years, um, and uh, yeah, I have three beautiful daughters that um, we're just we're just pleased that we had the ability to um, really treat this vocation um, with. We just had a wonderful time, and I'm very very blessed to have had that vocation of motherhood and to stay at home and actually teach our children, and and that I had a very supportive husband who um, who was all part of it too. Fantastic. Fantastic. So it's uh, the beginning of a new school year, whether your children are in uh, public school, private school. Here in Minnesota, they hold off until after Labor Day, but I know other parts of our listening area, they've already headed back, uh, which generally means it's around now that uh, parents start uh, homeschooling. What's kind Mm -hmm. of the hardest part when you're starting a new school year as a homeschooler? Wow. Well, that could be like a threefold question right there, but I think (laughs) one of the main things that a family can do is uh, first off is to have a vision. What does hmm. your homeschool, private school, uh, public school? What does your what is the vision for this year for your family? I think it's great to have a patron saint. You can continue with the same one, but um, I really think it's important to bring in the holy men and women into our lives um, so that we have our go tos that are you know church triumphant who are praying for us, especially in our time of need. So I think having vision and and looking at your domestic church and saying, what are those things we really want to focus on this year? What is that one virtue that that is so necessary in our our family life? So um, I I would start with that. And then secondly, on a more practical level, after praying, I would say to have structure. Uh, Most 
families kind of overlook the the point that you do need a routine. Mm-hmm. I think when you have a routine, you have less chaos. Everybody's on the same page. <laughs> um, um, so um, it's great for people to be able to, especially children, they need structure and they need a routine. You don't have to have a schedule that's laid out every 15 to 30 minutes, but it is good that they have uh, a consistent routine that they can believe in and, and stabilize them. Because we sometimes, you know, in the mild, mind of a child, you never know what, is going through there, whether they've had a bad dream that, you know, saved him for a few days or they ate poorly or, you know, maybe they were hanging out with friends that, that something happened and we parents are just not aware of. So mm. having a routine, having structure, having open dialogue with your kids, I mean, that's the kind of vision that that, uh, that really works for us year after year. And it's still actually proving itself. I've got two that are, are actually taking a gap year and working and I can see even then, you can only go one year at a time. I, I really don't think we can look beyond and say, oh, in five years, it's going to look like this, or <laughs> worrying about, is my kid going to graduate from high school? Are they ever right. going to learn how to read? And are they ever going to know how to factor polynomials? You know, like, <laughs> um, I think we can get into the details, and, and those weeds can be pretty high sometimes, but we kind of need to chop them down, get back to basics. And uh, I would highly suggest for um, parents starting out, whether you're homeschool or not, it's Start with a vision and get your priorities in order. The three top things you really want to um, seek out and and do it together as a family. Everybody's got to be on board. Because that's one of the nice things about homeschooling is that you can flex the schedule a little bit to accommodate the way your family uh, yeah. lives lives their lives, right? But at the same token, like yeah. you said, it's important to have a structure, even if it might look different from a traditional school day. There needs to be mm-hmm. some form of structure there. Right. As a matter of fact, some people would be very surprised. Um, we have been known in the past, and this really works great for high school. Um, just an example, you're right on target, is that um, your schooling can look a little bit different. Like my husband was in law enforcement, and he would work 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Hmm. So we would be very, very quiet in the morning and get most of our stuff done by 1 o'clock. And then we were all in the kitchen cooking. Because that was our meal together. And then in that afternoon, that's when we did our running around and errands and um, extracurricular activities. But um, in another way of looking at schooling that might look different, and some people might be just shocked at this, but families have been known in high school to focus on two courses for two to three months and actually complete two or three that you do in two or three months. You complete those, and then you start the next. I mean, it is alternative, but that's the beauty of homeschooling is that um, sometimes that's what it takes um, is to really go dive deep into several subjects and and just work on those and uh, instead of spreading out for six or seven. And then, you know, we really have to look at the fact that we have online Catholic schools, Catholic colleges that are available to our high schoolers, that we can have them take courses as school-enrolled students. It's beautiful. We just we have the best of all worlds, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd one hundred and ten percent agree on that. Um, yeah. It's just there's so many more resources. I I was homeschooled uh, for seventh and eighth grade, and back then there were ah. maybe two or three programs available. And just since then, right. the resources have really grown exponentially. Yeah, I think I think I heard yesterday we have one point three million children who are homeschooled in the United States. That wow. That's amazing, and it's just getting even better, and I, I think that parents are starting to feel like they have control again. Um, I, I really do think, I think the thing is is that most parents don't realize that they have all the tools 
in their back pocket um, already, the basics, um, even if they, they start out feeling a little queasy about it. You know, what if I fail my child seems to be the, the number one worry of parents. What if I fail my child? <laughs> Not failing them in grades, but, but failing right. them as a teacher. And, and we have so much to teach them. As, as we find out, you know, as they start aging and ask different questions, and we're pretty smart people when it really comes down to it. We've been given a lot of resources. But you have small children, so you have a ways to go, but it's exciting. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And my wife and I are actually, uh, we teach for an online uh, Catholic homeschool program. Uh, so we teach middle schoolers and high schoolers. Uh, so it's just interesting right. to see see the similarities and the differences. Yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, that is super helpful, and the fact that we have the Internet and can tap into technology to help bring out some of these uh, courses that we may not feel comfortable teaching ourselves or we want to dive deep, I mean, we are super blessed, aren't we? It's Absolutely. Exciting. It's an exciting time to live. Absolutely. Like I said, so many more resources. I remember when we were kids and you had to Xerox off the sheets and mail in the tests to have them graded and things like that. So we've just come such a long way uh, that it's really, um, you know, not as not as scary or um, uh, what am I thinking? Uh, over overwhelming, maybe as some people might think, especially maybe, uh, you know, having. People like you in your position, right? Because your your whole position is kind of helping people, uh, coach them through that process, right? Yeah, yeah. So so it's true because sometimes you might have a, a somebody who's calling in and they've had a rough week, and they're really not sure if they're you know cut out for it, but they just need a little encouragement, or if they need to have a routine set up themselves. Going back to that ideology of starting out your school, you're having some sort of routine or schedule. Super important because uh, some people just don't know how to do that, and so we've walked them through it. Or some people don't understand the transcripts versus uh, report cards. What's the difference? How do you set up one? Um, it's, it's pretty exciting how you manage your day, how you manage your, your month, um, and then also putting in breaks for yourself. A lot of families don't realize that you need to take a day off every month just for yourself. Right. Um, we do so much for our kids. And we have to realize that that time is really important. We have to, um, we need to go on retreat um, away from our family or take a day and, if, if uh, you know, go, go hang out with friends or take a weekend with your husband. These are really, really important things to do because you can burn out. I'm, I, I know what that feels like. Yeah, ab- no absolutely. Point not to burn out by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I right. think some families uh, might be starting out this this homeschool year, and they're burnt out because they continue to homeschool during the summer, thinking that they should 100 yeah. percent complete every single course, and and they're not they're not coming up for air. I mean, that right there just tells me don't start till October first. Whatever you do, take that month and enjoy your family. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's, I've talked to a couple of people that they're in those shoes. I'm like, oh, oh, wow, you need to take a break now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, absolutely. There's a, there's a reason that even traditional schools, right, they have those breaks built into the schedule because we yeah. all need a little time to step away, recharge, do something a little yeah. different, and then come back to schooling. I, yeah, I, I knew some of those families, too, who charged down through the summer, and that's it wasn't fun in college when I had to take courses during the summer. I imagine it's, you know, it's not too fun as a, as a kid having to take classes all through the summer. So, uh, uh, I've I completely... done that, too. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You can really burn out, and at that point, you know, you, you start losing your vision and your focus. And, Absolutely. Um, you and know, no one needs you, that. 
No, no, because, you know, our most important thing is that we, our spiritual life is in order and we have balance. And I think that's really in a world that's so fast-paced and high expectations that people put way too much pressure on themselves. Um, and it really shouldn't be that way. This is a, this is a loving thing you can do for your family is, is to, to, to homeschool. Or, you know, there are a lot of uh, Catholic uh, schools right now that are turning over and they're welcoming homeschool families to take a few courses. What a beautiful transition that is. So you have Absolutely. kind of the best of both worlds there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we just have to kind of look outside the box and, and encourage uh, encourage those in Catholic schools that, to help open the doors to homeschoolers, too, because I, I, I think that there could be a real unity there. Um, Absolutely. But uh, anyway, that's a whole different topic. We can talk about it at another point. But, um, <laughs> Absolutely. That and hybrid there's... homeschooling. Yeah, and there's there's plenty more for us to talk about. Uh, we do have to take a break right now, but there's a lot more uh, tips and tricks and uh, all kinds of fun stuff that we'll talk about with homeschooling after the break uh, this morning on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. I think that, well, first of all, I tend to be more of an app user than I do live radio listening. But I get all of the same programming, just maybe a little bit delayed. And I think that the main reason for having this wonderful availability is basically what you would call in the business world the economy of scale. It's, it's possible for um, our local RPR network to broadcast things that locally we could not afford to have. Or, or programming that, that we just don't have the talent available locally. And the things that come to mind are really the best of the best that are national syndicated type programs that are available locally, like EWTN programming, um, Father Spitzer's programming, uh, Catholic Answers. All of those things are things that are, are so appreciated by the people in our community that we may not have that local talent here. And um, RPR gives us the possibility of delivering it locally. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Доброго ранку, гутен морген, 
And good morning to all of our wonderful listeners on Real Presence Radio. Nick Medelski in Rochester, Minnesota at the ever-popular St. James Coffee. You may have noticed an increase in the volume level in here. It's a happening place, and that's one of the many reasons I love being able to broadcast from here. Uh, we have on the phone with us right now Krista uh, Thomas from Tan Academy. She's an academic coach there, and we've been talking about homeschooling. And uh, we mentioned a little bit it's not as overwhelming as people might think. Uh, what kind of mm-hmm. advice would you give to someone who's still sort of on the fence and like, can I really do this? Oh, wow. Well, number one, most everyone can do it. Um, I think one of the most uh, complaints that, or it's not really a complaint, but concerns that people have is that they're not patient. And I would say to them that my dominant defect is that I am actually an impatient person and if I can do it anybody can do it so so number one scratch that off if that's a concern um I would I would think that um if you're on the fence the best thing to do is go to prayer and be specific in your prayer when you ask the Lord specifically you know should I do this I need a yes or a no you will get an answer and the Lord works subtly it's going to work through your prayer life, maybe people that you're meeting, people that you put in your past, um, maybe what you're reading. And, uh, I mean, at this point, most homeschoolers won't start until after Labor Day. And mm-hmm. my, um, at least that's in our traditional viewpoint is really Labor Day, or like a day or two after Labor Day, all the way through Memorial Day. So there's still time. And I would also say that a lot of people, because of COVID, uh, and they maybe they were doing crisis homeschooling, they had a little bit of a taste of it, they may be doing this where they've been kind of schooling their kids because they felt behind all the way mm-hmm. through the summer and they need to take that break. So don't start till October and finish finish June 15th. It's completely fine to do that. You'll get your 180 days in, trust me. But um, <laughs> I just I think that a lot of people that, that are really on the fence, they already know the answer and they just need someone to walk them through and to hold their hand and to tell them, Yes, you can do it. It can be very, very simple. I mean, I really believe in a schoolhouse approach to teaching where you take multiple children across the grades and you're teaching one religion at the same time. You're teaching one science at the same time. You're teaching one history at the same time. Um, and, and then you've got your breakouts. You know, you have your independent classes that, yeah, you're going to need a routine in order to figure out little Johnny here in sixth grade. We're going to get him reading here, so we're going to spend our you know, half hour doing this, and you've got other kids doing their independent work, um, and you're going to block your day off in, into certain segments. But it, it's not hard to do, especially if you have if there's someone you can count on who can walk you through and kind of mentor you through it. There are plenty of homeschool groups across the country, and I would say that most most Catholic churches have Catholic homeschoolers there. And mm-hmm. once you identify who they are through your priest or through your religious education director, you can actually. Uh, start talking to these folks and kind of seeing how they do it, and they can mentor you along the way. But the one thing I would say is that most homeschoolers should not go into this being comparative. Is that they should have the mindset of being contributive because not one homeschool is going to look the same, and that is right. what people need to accept is you do you, I do me, and together we're doing it, and, and we are focused on uh, the, the, the things that we need to focus on where there's more of a unified stance together. Um, that's why I say, you know, maybe homeschooling isn't for everybody. They try it for a year. That's okay. Give it a good year. Uh, and when people tell me that they feel behind, 
I usually ask them, what makes you feel behind? Because a lot of times it's the pressure of just comparing what other people are doing. Right. And if we can remove that off our plate and say, little Johnny is where Johnny is. Let's celebrate where Johnny is and move forward and have a vision. That's, I think, more of a contributive kind of mindset for families going forward, especially if they're brand new to this idea. And uh, not, no, not one homeschool is going to look uh, the same as another. And that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, uh, I guess that's the best thing I can say is, is, is to dive in, but definitely find people that can help mentor you along the way. Or you can, you know, get a complimentary coaching session with me at TAN. But um, we talk about anything and not just TAN, you know, because we recognize there are other curriculums out there that are um, wonderful and to have their place in society, too. So it, we're being contributive, not comparative. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I really love that way of phrasing it, contributive, not comparative, because it's really easy to look at, oh, my gosh, this homeschool family, they've all, you know, uh, built a chapel in their backyard uh, using medieval <laughs> building right. techniques and hand-pieced the stained glass windows, and we're just trying to get through a workbook and not doing so well. So, um, Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, it's it's and, an important thing to just remember. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if if you're honest with yourself, you know whether you guys are doing what you should be doing, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to what someone else should be doing. And I think that's that's one of the things is to really, like you said, contributive, not comparative. Don't look at the other homeschool okay. families. That's the whole point, right. right, of homeschooling is that you can look at your children, your family, and say, this is what works for us. This is what doesn't. This is what helps my kids learn. It may not help other kids learn, but this is what helps True. my kids learn. True, and the, and the thing is, with social media being such a popular mechanism to connect with others, this comparative um, nature that, that we are um, basically, we keep feeding as opposed to feeding the contributive one, is that every single time you see somebody who, who's, and I'm going to say bragging, because I think we should be bragging, on number one, if it's in balance, but what we don't see under the layers of social media is that for every high, there's an, an equal low. So mm-hmm. every single family is going through something that to them, it's an earthquake. And right. it may not seem like an earthquake to us, but when we see social media show us like, oh, they're perfect, they're not. <laughs> and they're not getting everything right. I mean, I'm the first one to admit we are not a STEM-oriented family. We are a liberal arts family. I mm-hmm. embraced it and took that the distance because... It's okay. Not everybody is going to be great in geometry with the proof, and not everybody is going to be great in calculus. It's just how we're built. So I try to look at our own family and say, okay, for me to be contributive, I have to look at what my children are blessed with. What are those things that we can continue to dive into? And I'm not saying don't do math. What I'm saying is find an alternative uh, math path. That's what I'm trying to say. So I, I think if parents would look at their um, social media and if they're starting to do the comparison thing, just set yourself back a little bit and think more contributive so that um, you're doing the best you can for your family and, and realize that not every family is perfect. It looks it, but it's not. So. Right, and and not every not every child is going to grow up to be an engineer or a rocket nope. scientist or um, even a right. famous artist, right? But we do want them all to grow up and become saints. 
We do. We do. Because some of that's just, we don't need everybody being a rocket scientist, do we? Right. We right. People who are excellent <laughs> chefs. I need a plumber and electrician, okay? I need a good teacher who can actually teach geometry to my, you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Special charisms, and we should use we should use that knowledge and help build out the person that God wants them to be and, and to honor their dignity. It's okay if we're not the best the best in some of the subjects. We're, we're, that's okay. But trying, trying in them and, and trying to do your best, that's what the Lord wants. He wants us to try our best and not give up. So, yeah, that would be my, my thought about that. Just keep that contributive comparison thought in your mind because it's a helpful tool when you start feeling like you're behind or you're starting to see other people do things that you wish you could do. Yeah, there absolutely. There are things that we contribute and, and that are wonderful. Absolutely. Um, we we kind of touched on it. Uh, your, your, your title there is an academic coach, and we mentioned it a little bit. Uh, but could you kind of run through what it is uh, that the service, I guess you could say, that TAN has kind of set up there and what what your role is in helping people uh, make that jump into homeschooling. Sure. Um, actually, um, so what's really nice about TAN Academy is we're set a little bit different than other homeschool curricular providers, and that is if you enroll, which is like 250 for one child, 500 maximum for a family. Wow. And that includes like a, a yeah, it includes like a forty percent discount on all your books in those grades where you're enrolled, and you um, your requirement is that you follow our history, literature, and religion programs. Everything else is swappable. However, we do have a brand new science program for elementary school students, and it's mm. fantastic. And I've got some families using them all the way up through eighth grade because they're that fantastic. Wow. So, what we try to do is is create. Within the family home, we're trying to form families and educate children in the truth and in a loving and flexible environment. So when it comes to enrolling, part of what we offer is five 30-minute sessions per enrolled child. So parents that have questions, they don't understand the material or they wonder how they should grade a certain piece, we don't offer grading. We really kind of put it in in the laps of the families, knowing that they know their children best. And so we offer guidelines and the lesson plans on, on what that looks like. But people can use these sessions to craft a routine to help decide what books or courses they should use for the schoolhouse method. Because we really do want to save people money. We don't really want people buying um, third grade and fifth grade and eighth grade religions when they can combine that religion into one and save time for the parents and do it so that it's more of a Socratic discussion that they're having. Um, and then, of course, you know, when they run into some, some issues, maybe they need motivation or they, they have some, some um, focus techniques that they'd like us to talk them through, especially mm. for, you know, a particular child. That's what set, our sessions are for. So we usually use, use a Google Meet to do these, and you can either phone in or you can use the actual video conferencing uh, part of that. And it's, and it's all free as part of your enrollment. Um, but that's really our that's really our gig is that we want to walk hand in hand with our homeschool um, Catholic families so that they aren't alone. Because I can tell you, time and time again, I felt like I was on my own island. That's what I called it. I'm on my own island. And I think part of that is that comparative instead of contributive mindset you kind of learned after 20 years. Yeah. So so helping these families walk through it and realize that they can do it. And all of our materials are vetted 
truly Catholic, truly in the faith. You're not going to get anything that is anti anti the faith. It's all in line with the magisterium, the teaching of the magisterium of the Catholic Church. And most people know that with tan books, so it's just natural that we would, you know, create this um, great homeschool, uh, you know, uh, entity to help families really, you know, get get involved. And, and we're actually offering free kindergarten this year, which is huge awesome. in our launch year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. awesome. So, and if awesome. anybody wanted to ask me questions, they can just contact me at Krista with a K at tanbooks.com. I mean, it's, we're, we're, and, and Erica, she's a wonderful academic coach too. She speaks with Gina Chaley. Uh, she has a lot of knowledge in the classical, uh, education. So we are sort of classical traditional approach. We kind of blended both of those to help meet the needs of most homeschool families. Awesome, awesome. So if people want to find out more, tanbooks.com, or they can email you yep. at uh, mm-hmm. Krista with a K at, mm-hmm. uh, at tanbooks.com. Thank you so much for joining right. us this morning, uh, Krista. Oh, it was a real blessing. Thank you. Uh, thanks for tuning in this morning on Real Presence Live. After our break, we have an Honor Our Father segment. It's the first time I've ever gotten to do that. And then we'll be talking about an innovative religious education program at St. Lambert's. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 